When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, where we break down the biggest headlines in reality TV and pop culture. We do a little deep diving and of course we recap all your favorite shows. I of course am the Morgan and the Morgan's Pop Talks. It's officially fall, y'all. And that just means that I can wear black all the time, 24-7. So I'm feeling great about that. Um, I literally have realized as I'm trying to actually plan my outfits for BravoCon, y'all, let me just tell you, I am having, I don't want to say the worst time because it's such a first world problem, right? To be stressed about going to New York City to see all of your favorite Bravo celebrities, but I'm stressed because I can't pick things. In general, it takes me 25 minutes to pick out what shampoo and conditioner to buy from Target when I buy herbal essences every single time. And I have bought herbal essences, the pink bottle for the past, I don't know, 15 years of my life. So if you can imagine trying to find a hotel, trying to find a flight, trying to find outfits, ugh. which brings me to the fact that I only feel comfortable in black. It could be St. Patrick's Day. And I will be the girl in all black. So you know what? I just decided that I'm going to look like I'm attending a funeral at BravoCon. And who knows? Maybe we will be attending somebody's funeral at BravoCon. But anyways, I'm ready to get into it. We'll start with the pop three. These are the biggest headlines in reality TV and pop culture. Let's start with something that happened this past weekend, and that is Khloe Kardashian. And I was supposed to look up how to pronounce his name. I don't know how to do it. I'm going to say Michelle because that sounds Italian. It sounds hot. It sounds like he has washboard abs and can confirm that all three things are correct. So Khloe Kardashian was photographed with this actor, Michelle Maroney. That's what we're, that's what we're going with. And I know I'm going to get a million DMs saying I'm pronouncing it wrong, but Screw it. So he's on the show 365 days. The two were photographed together at Milan Fashion Week, seated on the front row for Kim's Chow Kim show with Dolce & Gabbana. Pictures of them snuggled up. Videos of them snuggled up. The internet lost their minds. And we loved every second of it. But of course, both Chloe and Michelle were close or were, were very fast to shut this rumor down. A rep from Chloe told TMZ that she's not dating him. Um, they Chloe's rep said 
The picture of the two at Milan Fashion Week during Kim's show with Dolce and Gabbana was just that a photo op asked for by Dolce and Gabbana. Okay. The interesting thing when you look at the photo is that you could see maybe they were asked because it was like a professional photo. There were um, like boom lights and, and it wasn't on an iPhone. However, that was not the picture that they shared because you can see the cameras in the photo. Somebody took a picture on their phone and posted it to an Instagram story. Michelle posted it to his Instagram story. And it's like, really? Did Dolce and Gabbana be like, you better post this to your Instagram story right now? I doubt it. I really doubt it. Come on. We weren't born yesterday. I feel like you have to know what you're, if you post a photo with Khloe Kardashian two days after this season premiere of season two comes out where the whole thing is about Khloe and her mishap with Tristan, we'll get to that in a second. Like, you know what you're doing. Are we mad about it? No, we want to see Khloe move on but it looks like it's not going to be with this guy. So TMZ says that Michelle thought Chloe was very nice, but that's the extent of their relationship. I don't know y'all because yes, there was, there was a picture and you could chalk it up to just being a photo op. But did you see the videos of them in the club? They were still snuggled up there. And it seemed flirtatious to me, but what I loved the most about the mayhem was that happened on Saturday night. You know what happened Sunday morning? Thirst trap. Tristan Thompson. Thirsty Tristan Thompson was on Instagram, a shirtless, black and white Instagram story. and was like, let's, let's get it. No days off. I mean, he didn't say that, but it was along those lines. It's like, bro, how, how jealous can you be, bro? And we love to see it. If I were Chloe, though, I would look at this situation as a sign. People were really rooting for her after this past week's episode of the Kardashians. Obviously, it was the season premiere. The whole thing was focused around Chloe's baby drama with Tristan. You know, she said that she was afraid to look at the internet, but when she did, she saw it was overwhelming love and support. I mean, I cried the entire time. I felt so bad for Chloe. I I think it's so easy and we'll actually get into this with the deep dive about Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez, but it's so easy to get caught up in, in the headline of it all that you forget that these are actual people and Chloe going through that situation. Oh, had to have been hell on earth. So to see her in Milan with this hottie, living life, looking phenomenal. It's like we are rooting so much for Chloe to find somebody that's not Tristan. <laughs> There's more fish in the sea than Tristan Thompson. I promise, Chloe. Moving on to headline number two, and we're going to group two stories together this week. It's a Bachelor Nation couple update. So Clayton and Susie broke up. Um, they announced it on Friday, which we've talked about the Friday evening media dump before when Chloe's surrogate had baby number two and when um, Keith broke up. Susie and Clayton did the same thing. It was like Friday at six o'clock and they post on their Instagram that they are no longer together. 
to be completely honest with you, I'll just keep it real. You know, like I do, I'm not overly invested in the two of them. I like them both. Um, but I, I guess I just wasn't heartbroken when I saw that they split up and maybe it's because everybody in bachelor nation splits up these days, but there were warning signs, right? Clayton did a podcast lately saying that they were both moving to new apartments separately. That's never a good thing, especially when you have lived together for a year, but you know, they deny that they're, that they were breaking up in that, you know, moment. And then three weeks later, here we are. Their Instagram is so confusing though, because they're like in Bali and they're laughing and they're having a great time. And they're like, never mind. Thanks for coming. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> and then we have Kelly Flanagan and Peter Weber back together. So an insider told page six that they rekindled their relationship over the summer and are in a good place once more. But I thought Kelly hated Pokemon. We thought that was a deal breaker. Apparently. It's not. And I know Peter gets a lot of hate and I can understand why people don't like Peter Weber. Here's what I'm going to say. Maybe, maybe this is the hope that we need for Peter. Why are people so critical of him? Because he seems like a George Clooney-esque, you know? Uh, a permanent bachelor, one to never settle down, one to love the party lifestyle as Barb, you know, his mother so graciously told us, can we just for a second imagine a world where Peter actually ended up with Maddie? <laughs> like there's no way they could not be any more different. So we hate it on Barb, but mama knows best in the end. So we can't really be mad at her about that. But Peter and Kelly met before Peter's season, right? Then they go on Peter's season. It's a whirlwind, whatever. Um, we all know that producers metal. We've heard rumors that they locked Kelly in a closet for hours and wouldn't let her see Peter. Um, you know, they don't end up together. They date after the show for about a year. Then they break up. It's kind of a nasty breakup, which is why I'm surprised that they're giving it another shot. But you can learn that the grass is not always greener. It's green where you water it. And, and maybe that's the lesson that Peter Weber has learned in this time away from Kelly. And I really hope the best for them. I do. I think they look cute together. So why not hope that the, that they will live happily ever after? Imagine after all of this, that Peter and Kelly are one of the Bachelor Nation couples that walk down the aisle. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. Later in the episode, we are going to talk about Bachelor in Paradise. So don't go anywhere because I think we have a new Bachelor Nation royalty couple emerging. But we'll get to that in a second. The third and final headline in this week's Pop 3, we are here. The Aspen Meltdown. And we're getting some behind-the-scenes tea from... Teddy Mellencamp. Yes. Teddy Mellencamp. I know we all have opinions about Teddy. Here's what I'll say. She has done a better job at being a housewife on her two T's in a pod podcast than she ever did on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Where was this energy? 
Teddy. So according to Teddy, Kathy Hilton's meltdown in Aspen was not about a conga line. Teddy said on her podcast that Kathy went up to the DJ and asked him to play Billie Jean, the Michael Jackson song. And he, you know how DJs are, especially famous DJs, when they're in the middle of a set, they don't want some random or even famous socialite. It doesn't matter coming to tell them what to play. So he said, no. And then chaos ensued. Teddy also said that Crystal is pretending she didn't see it. She says Crystal was there. So I don't know why when we flash forward to the end of the episode, why Crystal is acting like she didn't see it happen. She called the sprinter for Rena and Kathy. She doesn't want to not get that Kathy Hilton Christmas party invite. Can't say that I blame her. I would want the Kathy Hilton Christmas party invite too. We Teddy ain't getting invited. So don't hate the player, hate the game. Teddy was also saying that Lisa Renna, out of the kindness of her heart, took Kathy home in the sprinter van, that she was going about it in the right way. She was trying to do the right thing. And it's like, okay, if that was really Lisa's intention and she was looking out for Kathy, why bring it up on camera? Right? Because it, it causes another rift between the sisters that really has nothing to do with Lisa Renna other than the fact that she was in the Sprinter van. It is just bizarre that there is no footage of it, that it's all hearsay. And that's why I feel like it's hard to get behind Lisa Renna on this. She very well may be telling the truth. And I believe that Kathy probably did have a meltdown. I don't know what the extent of it is. I don't know if it's necessarily. I, can you judge Kathy Hilton for having a meltdown when we've seen Lisa run a smash a wine glass on a table? I don't. I don't know. Like Lisa Renna, maybe, maybe just stay out of it for once. But she can't. She cannot stay out of it. She's like a, a dog that's going on a walk and has to piss on every fire hydrant that it sees, every tree that it sees. It's just looking everywhere to mark its territory. That's Lisa Rinna. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's a brutal comparison. But you know what? I said it. It's out there and I'm not taking it back. Okay, let's move on to this week's deep dive. Haley Bieber is causing a bit of a stir on social media. We're going to get to the bottom of why our deep dive comes to us from Natalie, who submitted her question on my Instagram page at Morgan P. Talks. Hi, Morgan. This is Natalie from Udina, Minnesota. Can we have a Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez relationship timeline, please? Why is Haley doing interviews before Selena's new documentary comes out? I love your podcast and look forward to it each week. Love you like a sis. Love you like a sis, Natalie. Thank you so much. This is, we're going to re be rehashing a lot of stuff that happened a long time ago. Y'all want a detailed timeline? I'm giving you a detailed timeline. And newsflash, this thing started in 2009. So I hope you got your popcorn. Pour yourself a glass of wine because we're going to be here a while. 2009? How many years ago was that? I cannot do the math. I'm a talker, not a mather. Okay, so I shared this on my TikTok and Instagram. When I saw that Haley Bieber was going on, call her daddy. We all were quick to point out that the Selena Gomez documentary is coming out soon. 
the filming of Selena's documentary goes back about six years, which would include 2018, which is where a lot of the rumors and speculation comes up about the relationship status between Jelena and now Haley Bieber and Justin. So in 2018, I mean, Selena was seen a lot with Justin earlier in the year. And then by July, he was engaged to Haley. So the synopsis for the Selena documentary says after years in the limelight, Selena Gomez achieves unimaginable stardom, but just as she reaches a new peak, an unexpected turn pulls her into darkness. This uniquely raw and intimate documentary spans her six year journey into a new light. It's called my mind and me, and it comes out on Apple TV plus November Fourth, Obviously, I feel like they're going to be talking a lot about Selena's medical issues. So I don't read that synopsis and automatically think that the whole entire thing is going to be about Justin Bieber. Um, but when I saw that Haley was doing Caller Daddy, famous people, especially to the caliber of Haley Bieber, will never do something for free. And she said in the first 10 minutes of the episode that she hated doing interviews. So I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just replaying the Christine Quinn interview, the Jamie Lynn Spears interview, the Demi Lovato interview, where they all go sit down with Alex Cooper to get their side of the story out. And, you know, obviously with it being the last week of September, there's about five weeks until this documentary comes out. Is there a world where it's possible that she's trying to get ahead of this documentary? Sure. Now, Haley and Selena have been having to do this stupid dance for four years now, right? And I feel like, although, if you're going to make me pick, if you're going to twist my arm and you're going to make me pick, I'm team Selena all day, every day. But for somebody like Haley Bieber, who is constantly having people in her comments mentioning Selena when she's at the Met Gala and people are chanting Selena's name, like it's got to be annoying. And you're damned if you do, you're, you're damned if you don't. Like she came out and did this interview and everyone's like, "Ugh, move on. Like, why are you still talking about it? And then if she doesn't address it, she still has those trolls in the comments section. So I mean, as we all expected, no real revelations came out of this interview anyways. Haley denied any overlap in their relationship timeline. She said, uh, period, point blank, there was never in a relationship with him when he was with anybody. She said it's not in her character to mess with someone's relationship. And she said that Justin Bieber had closed a chapter with his ex, Selena Gomez, before their marriage. One thing that is really bizarre that I thought is that they never say her name. Selena's name. They always refer to her as an ex or Justin's past relationship. Um, and that's that's a, a choice, right? Like you have to go out of your way to make sure that you don't say somebody's name. And in the interview also, Haley says, her and I have talked since I've been married to Justin and it's all love. It's all respect. If it's all love and it's all respect, why would potentially Selena Gomez be mad about you saying her name in an inter interview? Everybody and their brother knows that you're talking about Selena Gomez anyways. So to me, it kind of reads like Haley is the one that doesn't want to say Selena's name for whatever reason. I don't know. That's definitely could be considered a reach by some people, but that's just my kind of 
feels on the vibe. So let's just go ahead and do a deep dive of the timeline of it all. I mean, obviously, Jelena, they were on and off for years, but there are a few dates that are more important than others. I mean, there's a solid year where nobody had any idea what was going on and it was... um chaos. So we're going to start from the beginning. And this is courtesy of Elle. I got this timeline uh, from Elle magazine. Haley and Justin met in 2009 and they were so young. You guys, you should see the pictures. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, Haley was in like a striped Hollister shirt, like su sweeping side bangs. Justin Bieber had the long shaggy hair with a backwards hat. Oh, it was giving life. What I would do to go back to those times, simpler times, when we were just obsessed with Justin Bieber. So that was in 2009. 2011 is when Justin and Selena went red carpet official. Selena was 18 at the time. And they dated um, for over a year. In November 2012, so that's about a year and a half, was the first time that Justin and Selena broke up. Um, at that time, a source told people with them being apart so much, it got complicated. She had some trust issues. It's not easy, um, but the relationship needed to end. 2013-2014 is when things start to get a little hazy between the two. Nobody really knows what's going on because in April of 2013, Selena released um, Come and Get It which many fans thought was directed at Justin Bieber. Um, days after that, Justin Bieber posts and then deletes an Instagram photo of Selena. I mean, it was just constant confusion. And then by December of 2013, Justin told E that they were not talking, but says he will always love her. January 2014 was tumultuous for both Justin and Selena. Um, Selena checked into rehab for lupus in 2014, and Justin Bieber was arrested for drunk driving and accused of vandalism. 2014 is also the year that Justin is first romantically linked to Haley Baldwin at the time they go on vacation. He also unfollowed Selena on Instagram. And, um, although, you know, the speculation was running rampant, Justin wrote on Instagram, people are crazy. I'm super single. And this is my good friend. You would know otherwise, would we? I don't know. In November of 2015, the internet goes wild after Justin was seen serenading Selena Gomez, uh, with my girl at a Beverly Hills bar. Remember he was playing the piano. Selena was like leaning on it and laughing and we we're like, Oh, <sighs> they're back. That was in November of 2015. One month later, December 2015, a photo comes out of Haley and Justin kissing each other on New Year's. Okay. Okay. So things died down after that between all three of them for a while because in August of 2016 is when Justin started dating Sophia Richie. And this relationship caused a major Instagram fight between Selena and Justin. So people were mad. Well, Justin Bieber fans were mad that he was dating Sophia Richie. He said, I'm going to make my Instagram private. If you guys don't stop the hate, this is getting out of hand. If you guys are really fans, you wouldn't be so mean to the people that I like. Selena inserted herself into this one major and said, if you can't handle the hate, then stop posting pictures of your girlfriend. LOL. It should be special between you two only. Don't be mad at your fans. They love and supported you before anyone ever did. <laughs> I should uh, 
take a shot of Kathy Hilton's tequila after that one, Selena. Come on, girl. To which JB responded, it's funny to see people that used me for attention and still try to point the finger this way. Sad, all love. I'm not one for receiving any kind of hate. Hope you all can be kind to my friends and each other. And yes, I love my believers. Then Selena says, funny how the ones that cheated multiple times are the ones pointing the fingers at the ones that were forgiving and supportive. No wonder fans are mad. Sad, all love. I mean, (laughs) doesn't it give you PTSD? when you used to fight with like your middle school boyfriend over AIM um, away messages, you know, you would be like, uh, uh, for me, it was always the Coldplay lyrics. You know, it's like lights will guide you home. Dot, dot, dot. With, with the heart, it was the less than sign, the slash, and then the three. That's the vibe that it was getting. But Justin Bieber is the one who seemingly had the last word. He said, I cheated Oh, I forgot about you and Zane. Still unconfirmed. (laughs) You guys, 2015 was a mess. Or 2016 was a mess. In May of 2017, that's when Salidas started dating The Weeknd. They didn't last very long. They broke up in October. And again, we have a November, December situation with Selena and Haley. Two years later. So in November of 2017... Jelena are spotted hanging out in Los Angeles for the second time in four days, sparkling reconciliation rumors. An insider told us weekly at the time, Selena and Justin are back together saying that Selena and the weekend just fizzled and ended amicably. It wasn't dramatic and it wasn't about Justin, but Selena always had feelings for Justin. December one month later, 2017 Haley and Justin are spotted out together and he insisted we're just friends are you just friends with anyone that you make out with on new year's eve i think the answer is no in may of 2018 jelena done for good um the source says selena started seeing the bigger picture when it came to their relationship and that she chose happiness over her relationship with justin which no one really supported and then by june of 2018 Haley and justin are back on Less than a month after getting back together, Justin proposed to her while vacationing in Baker's Bay. And then a month after that, they tied the knot in front of 154 people at the Somerset Chapel of Montage in South Carolina. The mess. Okay, what I'm doing right now is looking up when Selena released this song, Lose You to Love Me, because we thought that was all about Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber getting married. It says it was in 2020. I don't know. I should have looked that up before. Unprofessionalism, Morg. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that I can't wait to see the Selena doc. And I had a situation, I had a situation like this in high school where this guy was back and forth between me and this other woman. Like for three three years of my high school experience, he ended up marrying the other girl. And while I have undoubtedly moved on from that relationship, and let me tell you, upgraded in every category, it's still not a nice feeling when it happens in the moment. And in the celebrity world, where they're pushed down each other's throats constantly. I mean, I can imagine that it would still be triggering for someone like Selena, who has had trouble in relationships 
since then, you know, she so far hasn't really gotten her happily ever after when it comes to her love life. So I, I can imagine that it would be, I don't know. I don't know what, the other thing that I just really don't like about this is I wish that Selena could just come out with this documentary without having all of this background noise. Like, can she just do something without having to jump over a million hurdles about things that happened ages ago? Like what, what was truly the motive for Haley, was it to shut people up online? I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. I know that that seems kind of harsh, but it's the world that we live in. If you don't want to read what people say online, don't look at the comments. Maybe don't have social media. Maybe have somebody else run your social media for you. To me, this is just if if Haley's intention really was to put a rest to the rumors. First of all, I would have loved to hear it from Justin. Like, why are you making, I don't want to say he's making, I mean, you don't know if he made her do it, but why is Haley the one doing the call her daddy interview? Why can't Justin answer those questions? Is it because Haley's the one that's probably getting more hate on a day-to-day basis? I have no idea. I also just think you guys, the the toxic fandom like you cannot subscribe to that kind of stuff like i like celebrities some more than others but i i don't dislike any one celebrity so much that i will go out of my day to leave nasty comments about them like they're all people at the end of the day everybody has good qualities everybody has bad qualities your favorite superstar isn't as great as they are or as great as you think they are, you know, the person that you hate isn't as bad as you think that they are. So like when it comes to the toxic fandom, just don't be a part of it. Okay. That's my PSA to you. I'm not here to lecture you. I'm here to gossip with you. So geez, Morg, who do you think you are? We'll see. I mean, I'm looking forward to that documentary. It comes out November 4th. So there is the tea. And to wrap things up, we're going to talk about Bachelor in Paradise. ABC hates us, giving us absolutely no time to digest Gabby and Rachel. I mean, their season ended last week, and we're already already in Bachelor in Paradise with some of their contestants. My very first note about Bachelor in Paradise says, Johnny started rapping, and I almost turned off the show. We could end the podcast right there because no truer statement has been uttered, but we're going to recap the whole show. Maybe not recap, just my thoughts. So Serena is the first person on the beach. Is she not just the cutest little button that you've ever seen in your whole entire life? Michael A, also the first one out. I saw this interesting fact on Bachelor Data. The first people on the beach usually make it to the end and or in a serious committed relationship when they leave the beach. So... We have some hope for Serena and Michael A. I said this online. I think Serena and Brandon are going to be the next Bachelor Nation royalty couple. I mean, the way I love Brandon, he's so cute. The way I love Serena, they're just so cute. I can't handle it. And Michael A. The first hour was the Michael A. show. Okay. He was the first one out there. He got the most screen time. When you have a million cast members, it's really hard to tell who has the most screen time. But it's like 
the commentary they were going to Michael. All of the women were interested in Michael. All of the things that he had to say about where he is in his life with still grieving his wife, Laura, and also trying to move on. You know, the James of it all. They, you guys... I'm telling you, and whenever I can have him on the podcast, he's coming on the podcast, but they wanted Michael A to be The Bachelor so bad. Could you not tell that from this episode? It's like when you compare someone like Michael to someone like Clayton, they just don't compare. Like we're all rooting for Michael to find love, aren't we? And like, we were like, who's Clayton and why are there puppies on his poster? I don't know. I love the geriatric millennials. Casey, I am now going to refer to myself as a geriatric millennial so much so that I don't watch Bachelor in Paradise in real time. I have to watch it the next day because I cannot stay up until 10 o'clock. The show is entirely too long. I will say it until I'm in my grave. Two hours every week. We we don't have time. For this, our first kiss comes from Shanae and Jacob, and I'd be good if like that was it for them. <laughs> like they kiss and they ride off into the sunset on the first episode, and we're like, "See you later." It was nice knowing you. I just have absolutely no interest in Shanae and Jacob. Lace, oof, Lace was so awkward. Oh my gosh! I mean. Who was it that said, I think it was Johnny. I was like, is she like with us? What? I was like, why are they being so mean to her? And then she was in a mood later. In those situations, you can't sulk. And that's what Lace did. And I understand that when guys aren't giving you attention, there's alcohol involved. And like, you you think you're coming in hot. And then it's just not as hot as you thought it was. You're going to be upset, but I love that she faked her birthday. <laughs> uh, that's something that I would do totally. And then COVID Logan, he blew it. I will not refer to him as anything besides COVID Logan from now until forever. Called her loose. Oh my gosh. Loose. Do y'all know anybody whose name is loose? Honestly. If you are named Loose, this is no shade. I want to I want to meet you. So please slide into my DMs because you should be copywriting a lot of stuff right now because you can make some money. I think Lace has got to let it go. It's day one. Emotions are high. Their brains are all over the place. If you're going to let that ruin your entire paradise experience, that's on you. No sulking. The first date card goes to Andrew and he takes Teddy Andrew was um, kind of awkward, but we're going to give him grace. We're going to give him grace. When he kissed her, I was waiting for the chair to fall over. They were sitting at the table. Teddy was in her chair. He leaned over. But did you notice he leaned over so much that the the chair tilted? And I was like, can you imagine if Andrew just face plants while he's trying to kiss Teddy? Thankfully, it didn't happen. Would have made for great TV, but we can't win them all. Justin and Genevieve kissing. I I don't know how I feel about that relationship yet. Uh, we're kind of seeing that Victoria Fuller is going to come in and mess some stuff up. But let me tell you, Justin gave Genevieve his shoes. Giving someone your shoes at this point in Bachelor Nation is more significant 
than a Neil Lane ring. These days, if you're asking me, do you want a Neil Lane ring or do you want a guy to give you his flip-flops on the beach? I'm going flip-flops 10 times out of 10. And then we had this big love triangle blow up fight with Kira, Romeo, and Jill. What? I'm sorry. No shade. I didn't even know. I did not know who these people were. There's just some people that you don't remember. It's impossible to remember everybody from Bachelor Nation. And I can confidently say Kira, Romeo, and Jill were not on my radar. And they were hanging out in a pod outside the show. I just hate it when there's too much history and we don't understand why they're all fighting. It's like uh, a lesser version of the stagecoach drama where it's like you should not go on the show with all all this history. I get why producers do it. Obviously, it made for great TV, but did it because I'm like, I don't even know these people. Who are they? Are Are we sure that they were on the show? But then we got the tea at the end. Romeo kissed Kira in the club. It is what it is. That's why you don't go to the clubs. How old are we? I'm 30. I ain't going to the clubs. You shouldn't be going to the clubs either. So, I mean, it's interesting. Am I ready for a whole season of Bachelor in Paradise? No. You know the answer. No. The answer is no, but I do it for you. For the people, by the people. Okay, you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Another episode of MPT in the books. If you made it this far, listen to me. Are you listening? This is important. I have not. I'm going to be bougie right now. I have not had a new review since September 2nd, and it's unacceptable. September 9th in a different country, but it doesn't show up on the Apple Pods on my app. <laughs> so drop a love you like a sis. If you do, if you love me like a sis, that's all it takes. A little five-star rating. Boop, boop. So the next time I have an existential crisis like I did yesterday, I can use the positive affirmations that I see in the podcast reviews. Okay, that's it. I'm done groveling. See you next week. Love you like a sis. A Huda Media Production.